Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. Hello and welcome to Catholic Truth, a nonprofit organization dedicated to apologetics and evangelization, teaching and preaching the truth of Jesus Christ in 2,000 years of Christian tradition. And we are happy to help you to know your faith, love your faith, live your faith, and to defend it. And that's what we're here for, to help anyone at any time from anywhere to come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. Check out our website, our Facebook, Instagram, and all of our other information down below. Most people never pray to the Holy Spirit. They don't listen to the Holy Spirit. They don't let the Holy Spirit work in their life. As Christians, we do not pray to the Holy Spirit enough. Jesus said, I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit. And if I don't go, the Helper and the Comforter will not come. So Jesus said, it's better that I go and I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit comes with power, the power of the universe, the power that raised Jesus from the dead, the power of God that created the universe. The Spirit was hovering over the waters in the beginning, creating the universe, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So what are these gifts that we need to become holy, to fight off evil, and to be closer to God and have the Holy Spirit work more effectively in our lives. The first gift is the gift of piety. Have you ever found religion boring? <laughs> have you ever found religion just a burden? It's just a duty. It's something that you feel like you drag through life. You just have to check all your boxes, dot all your I's, cross all your T's, and just do what you're supposed to, but it's heavy. It's, it's burdensome. You don't actually like it, but it's something you have to do because you don't want to go to hell. You know, the gift of piety is something that you want to pray for. The gift of piety is a holy love and respect for God, but it gives you a joy and a peace in serving God, in, in doing our duty as religious people. So it actually makes the practice of our faith delightful, joyful, uh, empowering, and we actually want to do it. We look forward to coming closer to God. It fills our hearts with a holy joy and a holy peace that brings us closer to God. And it gives us a great deep respect for Him, a great love for Him, and not only for Him, but to respect everything that comes from Him, all authority that comes from Him, whether it's church authority, parental authority, authority in the government. Yes, the Bible says we have to follow our government and all just laws. So all authority we must respect, including the highest authority, which is God. And piety gives us this filial love, this filial devotion to God to want to respect Him and to want to honor Him and love Him with our whole lives and to enjoy the process in doing so. It takes away the drudgery that religion sometimes can be, especially if you're doing it wrong and you don't understand who God is and that it's really about relationship. You, it's not about rules. It's about relationship with God. It takes away that drudgery and that misunderstanding and gives you that filial love with him where you just want to commune with him on a deeper level. The next gift is the gift of counsel, which is a spiritual discernment, a spiritual prudence or guidance, and it helps you to know which way to go, where to go, what to do, what decisions to make in life. 
Should I go this way? Should I go this way? Should I do this in life or should I do this? What vocation is mine? What does God want from me? I'm, I'm at a crossroads. Which direction should I go? Counsel gives you that direction. If God gives you counsel and he enlightens your heart and enlightens your mind, he directs you to where he wants to go, to what is right and wrong, what is good and evil, and what is good and even better. We can know what's good, but what's even better? This is spiritual discernment discernment, which comes from God, which comes from the Holy Spirit. We can see this in some sort of way. People say that I have the gift of counsel here on earth. When people come to talk to me about their problems or they ask for advice, I I usually know what to say or what advice to give because I feel like God has given me the gift of counsel. And I just read situations or love and relationships like a book, and I can just tell usually what is from God and what isn't. And that's a gift that God gives. So while discernment and making decisions is good in regular life, this is in a supernatural sense where God directs us and leads us in the spiritual life. If you have the gift of counsel, you will not be led astray. The next gift is the gift of fortitude, which is really good to go with counsel because counsel, you know what's right. You know what you're supposed to do. You know what God is asking of you. But fortitude is the gift that gives you the strength to do what's right. Fortitude is the gift of the Holy Spirit that helps you to do what's right even when it's difficult. It helps you to do what's right even if you're standing alone even if you're the only one doing it. So fortitude will help you to overcome obstacles, spiritual obstacles, demonic obstacles, obstacles that people put in our way, and it will help us to pick up our cross if necessary and follow Jesus wherever he goes. In Matthew 10, 28, Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, then you have to pick up your cross and follow me. If you don't, you have no fellowship with Jesus. So there's going to be a lot of difficulties in life. Jesus said the only way to heaven is through the cross. He led the way to salvation and redemption through the cross, and he said we must pick up our cross and follow him and go down that same road. There's going to be resurrections and there's going to be crosses, and sometimes the crosses can derail us. Sometimes suffering can make us go astray, but fortitude gives us the strength, the spiritual supernatural strength to always do what's right, even in the hardest circumstances. It's like a supernatural turbo booster or a supernatural springboard that'll help you to do what's right, propel you toward God, and keep you away from evil and keep you on the straight and narrow. So fortitude is an immensely important gift to pray for. The next two gifts are similar. They are knowledge and understanding. And they're similar in the fact that God gives us a deeper knowledge and a deeper understanding in life of certain things. For example, and the differences between them, Understanding helps you to understand your faith more, the aspects of the faith more, the doctrines of the faith more, the mysteries of our faith more. Things that you could never know about God, the Trinity, and deep mysteries like that will be given to you through the gift of understanding. It helps you to probe the depths of God and the depths of what we already believe in faith and, and, and in knowledge. It helps us to actually understand it. Have you ever had the experience where something really made sense in our faith. And it's like, oh my gosh, I understand that on such a deeper level before I knew it. I mean, I can quote the catechism, I can quote doctrines, and I I know it in my head, but now I understand it. It makes sense. It's so much more deep and penetrating than I could have ever imagined. And it just brings this joy to you because you see the depths of God in in a different light, in a different way. And then you start to understand everything in a different light. 
So understanding helps you to penetrate the depths of our faith and to understand it at deeper and deeper levels. Whereas knowledge is like understanding. It's very similar, but it has to do with us as people and understanding God and his design. One great saint, St. Louis de Montfort, said to pray to God for knowledge of yourself and knowledge of God. See, we don't often know God. We know of God. He's some one out there that we pray to, but we don't often know him on a deeper level. So St. Louis de Montfort tells us to pray to God for that knowledge, to know him, and God can open our eyes in a sense and help us to see him in a deeper light. Same thing with ourselves. We don't know ourselves most of the time. We don't take time to meditate, to contemplate, to take time in silence and ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten us, to reveal to us, and to give us knowledge of ourselves, of our sin, of our habits, why we do what we do, why we make decisions that we make, why we continually, even though it's not good for us, we make self-destructive habits. We choose evil over good. Why does that happen? Knowledge, or in a sense, is spiritual vision. It helps you to see why we do what we do. It helps you to see sin, the false pretenses of sin. It helps you to see this world, its true purpose, and things with a deeper meaning. So whereas understanding is penetration of more like understanding, you know, God in one sense, in a doctrinal understanding, and our faith in a doctrinal understanding, knowledge is more about knowing ourselves and knowing God. If you have knowledge, the Holy Spirit's going to open up the eyes of your heart and help you to see things you've never seen before. It's going to give you understanding that you've never had before. And you can see why these gifts will help make you holy. Knowledge of self will automatically lead to fear of the Lord as well. Fear of the Lord repentance, detachment from sin, all of these things are interrelated but start with the gifts of fear of the Lord and knowledge. Fear of the Lord is similar. Again, all of these are somewhat similar, but fear of the Lord is, in a sense, the beginning of the gifts of God. It's almost like the first gift because it gives you a love and a respect for God. And it takes away, in a sense, fear from God while giving you fear of God. What does that mean? Most people say you need to fear God, and many people fear going to hell. Many people fear God's wrath, and many people fear God's judgment, but that is not what fear of the Lord is. Fear of the Lord is not a servile fear where you think God is master and we are slave and he's going to banish us to hell if we mess up. No, that is not what fear of the Lord is. Sure, that is baby Christianity baby Christianity. We start out being afraid of going to hell, but eventually we should evolve to a place where we don't fear going to hell. We fear hurting God because we love him so much. Kind of like if you have a husband or wife, a boyfriend or girlfriend, or maybe kids, and you really hurt one of your kids, and you know you hurt them deeply, or you hurt your spouse deeply, and you said something terrible, and you just need to apologize. You feel terrible about it, and you go apologize, and you say you'll make it right. You're not saying you're sorry because you fear repercussions. You're saying you're sorry because you love them. And that's what fear of the Lord is. You don't you know, fear God because he's going to send you to hell. You fear God because you love him. You don't want to hurt him. He means everything to you. He's given you everything. He's given you his life. He's given you love. He's given you himself on the cross. He's given you everything. And to hurt eternal love, in a sense, hurts us. We don't want to hurt God. We have a respect for him, a holy respect, which keeps us humble, which keeps us little, but also keeps us united to him in love. And this also, by association, detaches us from sin. 
fear of the Lord makes you not want to sin. It takes away your desire to sin. It takes away your desire to go against God, to choose evil. And those little evils that we choose every day, we don't want to do anymore because we love God. And it inspires us. It gives us, in a sense, a spiritual fortitude to want to do what's right. So again, we move from servile fear to fear, and which is really a love and a respect for God, knowing who he is. Yes, we, you know, you don't want to be on the wrong side on Judgment Day, but that's not how we think as Christians. As Christians, we are not reprobates. We are sons and daughters, and he loves us dearly, and we love him dearly, and because of that, we don't want to hurt him, but we will highly respect him. Lastly, the gift of wisdom encompasses all the other gifts and, is, and in a sense has all the other gifts within it. It's like the highest, most perfect gift. The Bible says that Jesus is the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is eternal, eternally knowing, eternally penetrating. It understands all things, sees all things, and we can have a piece of that wisdom from God himself. Eternal wisdom can be ours if we humbly ask for it, if we fear the Lord, if we seek his will, if we have piety and a love and respect for him, and we want to serve him, we can have that deep wisdom as well. Wisdom helps us to understand everything the way God does, to see the way God does. If you have studied business before, then you know business books and business professionals always say begin with the end in mind. If you want to start a company, if you want to start a business, if you want to do a sport, if you want to uh, go to college and be successful in life, they always say to start with the end in mind. What do you foresee yourself in the end? What does your business look like in 5, 10, 20 years? What is your dream? If you had all the money and all the time you wanted, and money and time were no obstacles, what would you want to do? What does that end goal look like? And then you go back and you start building that vision that you see. And it's the same thing with God. All the saints say that we must live with the end in view. Think about your last day. Are you going to be ready? Are you ready now? If you died right now, would you be ready to face God on Judgment Day? That's living with the end in view. In fact, some saints used to drink out of skulls. It's totally morbid, but they used to drink drinks out of a skull because they wanted to remember every moment not to sin against God. They wanted to remember every moment that what they were going to become when they died. That this body, that this world... It's all superfluous. It's all passing away. It's a flower blowing in the wind that'll soon bloom one day and be gone the next. It's, it's quick. Everything's passing. And wisdom helps you to see that. Wisdom helps you to see the whole plan of why we're here, where we're going. And therefore, it'll help you to hate sin and not want to go down the wrong path. It'll help you to desire heaven because you see what this world's all about. And it will help you to order your life appropriately. It'll help you to put first things first, holy things first, and leave all the rest behind. It'll help you to stay on the straight and narrow. Sometimes we need counsel to see what that is, fortitude to have the strength to do it. But wisdom is the pinnacle of all of these things and helps us to see as God sees and to live as saints. So if you would like a copy of these gifts, email us at our website at info at thecatholictruth.org and we will give you these for free. Please pray, pray, pray every day about these gifts. Check out our video on the charismatic gifts of the Holy Spirit. These bring your faith alive. They're gifts that God gives us to build up the church. Gifts that you could not have or attain on your own. They are supernatural. So check that video out as well. 
But pray for all of these gifts. Pray, pray, pray for them. Get on your knees and ask the Holy Spirit every day to guide you, direct you, give you knowledge, understanding, wisdom, and teach you what these mean. And if you can help us do our work, we need you. We are a nonprofit. We don't really make much money outside of the patrons who support this ministry. You help make this ministry possible. You save souls. You save lives. And I want to thank our newest patrons for helping us because we are growing so fast and we need you. Please consider reading about our ministry down below on our Patreon page, or you can support us on PayPal once, yearly, monthly, whatever you want. It'll help us and you will be helping to build up the kingdom of God. Thank you so much for listening and God bless.